Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to this podcast. If this is your first time here, I wanted to welcome you to this metaphoric space, if you will, of sitting under the Bodhi tree with me. And the idea, the notion, is that we are intentionally, you and I, creating the space together to bring in nuggets of wisdom, whether it's a shift in perspectives, shift in our mindset, a shift in our attitude, or perhaps just a shift in the way that we perceive ourselves in this world. Everything that happens under the Bodhi tree, as long as you are sitting here with me with the intention to becoming that best version of you, is going to serve you at your best and highest good. Now, I have set the intention to publish this episode on Father's Day. So I wanted to wish every one of you guys a happy Father's Day. For not just the males, but also if you consider yourself a female or anything in between. This is a non-binary, non-gender specific happy Father's Day to all of you guys that serve that quote-unquote traditional societal role of a paternal figure. With that being said, I think that's a really great segue into talking about how when we think about a paternal figure, we think of the quote-unquote masculine role. And the masculine role says that we are responsible to go out and achieve the different things in our lives that we want in our hearts. Now, the good news is that if you are listening to this podcast and you can hear my voice, your hardware comes equipped with a software that shows you which direction to go in life. It's all of the ways in which you feel joy, happiness, expansive, just pure bliss. It's all of the ways in which you experience curiosity, compassion, kindness, and love. You come equipped with this compass. And if you do, and you are aware, whenever your compass points north, you understand that you have this particular responsibility for yourself in this life to achieve those things. Now the thing is, we've come to perceive that particular role in a way that I believe is very distorted, in a way that creates a lot of toxicity in our lives. And that particular topic that I want to talk to you guys about today is the topic of goal setting. This episode comes at the heels of having a particular client in my office, and he came into my office space extremely frustrated and angry and disappointed with himself because he had this long list. In fact, he had more than long or one long list of tasks and projects and accomplishments that he wanted to achieve. But the thing is, and I'm going to rewind and I'm going to share with you guys from my perspective and be completely vulnerable and honest with you in saying that I tap into that masculine part of me, the part of me that wants to go out and create my life to achieve things that make me proud of myself. That is a part of me that is intrinsic, that I tap into very easily. I play that masculine role very well. And the thing is, I wanted to share with you guys two different ways in which the goal setting I guess it's a distorted aspect of tapping into our masculine energy has become really toxic, not just in my world, but in the world of everyone around us. Now, goal setting typically looks like this. And sometimes we think of goal setting as um, creating vision boards, for example, or 
putting down on a piece of paper, whether it's physical or electronic, I want blank by such and such date. Now, if you are an avid self-development junkie, you know that goals are set in a way that require us specific require us to set specific boundaries. So when we set goals, we're supposed to set SMART plus goals. Your goals need to be specific. It can't be vague. They need to be measurable. You need to be able to see, taste, feel, touch, right? What that goal looks like when you've achieved it. It needs to be achievable. It needs to be realistic. It needs to be time bound. And then the plus stands for it needs to be challenging enough. It can't be not challenging at all or not too challenging, but right in that sweet spot. If you think about the um, Goldilocks and the three bears scenario, it just it needs to be just right. Now, beyond the specific boundaries of setting goals in which helps us to actually know when goals are achieved, the very aspect of setting goals is toxic because of one of two ways. The first thing about setting goals that I've learned is that it's toxic and distorted. It's a distorted way of tapping into our masculine energy, of viewing our masculine selves, because it requires the approval of others. Now, what do I mean by this? If you've set a goal in this year, whatever year it happens to be that you're listening to this episode, or whether you have goals from five years ago that you keep holding on to because you never meet, I want you to go grab that list for me. So pause the episode, go grab that list because I want us to look through each of those goals right now. And I want you, for each of the goals that you have on that list, ask yourself, why is this goal important to me? So for example, if you are a health nut and you have set a goal to have a 12-pack ab, 12-pack abs (laughs) by... June 15th of 2021. Ask yourself why you've set that goal. Most likely it's because it's going to produce some kind of emotion, a a particular state of being. So maybe that's going to help you feel confident. Or maybe that helps you feel disciplined. But the thing is, most likely that way of feeling that you are after in setting that goal because it helps me feel good about myself and my body helps me feel good in my skin. It most likely requires you to see yourself in the context of others. So most likely you feel good in your skin when you have the 12-pack abs because of the way that others perceive you. If you want that Lamborghini, ask yourself why you want that Lamborghini. Most likely, you want that materialistic gain, whatever that happens to be, a white picket fence, I don't know, because it makes you feel a certain way in the context of others, in the context of a group of others. Whether you want to call it ego, whether you want to call it pride, it really doesn't matter because it's not necessarily wrong. You see, you and I are wired to be social creatures. And if you don't like being rejected, the good news is that you, your brain, the way it's wired, it's working really well. The thing is, if I were a neurologist or a neuroscientist, and I were to go into your brain to figure out if the pain that you're feeling is a pain because, ouch, you just stubbed your toe, 
or if it's an ouch, John just said no to my proposal. I would not be able to tell the difference inside of your brain, whether you are experiencing a social rejection or a physical pain. So if you do not like being rejected by others, the good news is you are wired and programmed pretty well to survive. The thing is, if you want to thrive, relying on your neural networks to go on their own in whatever direction that they, your neural networks, your brain wants to go is probably not the best way to go about thriving in this world. Best way to survive, absolutely. But thriving, when you think about goal setting, requires you to step outside of social acceptance. Because the moment you realize that you are relying on feeling good based on how others perceive you, the moment you realize that this is happening is the moment that you'll understand that you are on crutches. And I want you to practice and really use your muscles and your ligaments and your bones and your ability to walk, to run, to fly by removing those crutches. And the first step in removing those crutches of being reliant and dependent on other people to feel good about yourself is to become aware of it. And I want you to become aware of it within the context from this framework right now that the way that you are setting goals is most likely, if you're not aware of this before, if you were not aware of this before, is most likely based on how others perceive you. So just the awareness in and of itself will probably spark something in you to become more aware of how you can allow yourself, give yourself permission to feel good about yourself, not dependent on anyone else. So that's the first way in which I've noticed that goal setting has become toxic in my life and others as well. The second way in which goal setting has become very distorted in the way that we embody this divine masculine selves is that when we look at these particular goals that we've written on a piece of paper that we have maybe it's plaqued on your wall because you want to achieve certain things in your life when you look at the way that you set your goal you see a gap between where you are and where you want to go and as long as you haven't gone to that deadline yet so as long as you're not in at that time period in which you were supposed to have met that goal, you will always see a gap, which means there is a lack in your life. And if you are looking at your goals and you are feeling that lack, you are going to continue feeding the mindset inside of you that says, there isn't enough. Soon, that there isn't enough becomes, I'm not doing enough. And that I'm not doing enough then becomes I am not enough. And every time you look at those goals that you wish to achieve, that you wish to meet, sometime in the future, whether you have a date set or not, you continue to feel this gap. And what a disappointing way to start your day, to end your day, by feeling that lack. So if you are wired, and you have software inside of you that gives you a compass that says, this is your north, that's what gives you joy, this is what makes you feel really good. That means that there is a way in this world to live your life with direction, with a sense of purpose, and you don't need goals to do this. If you'd like to use goals as markers 
then feel free and be my guest. These markers can measure not of how much you're doing and whether you're doing enough, but your goals. And I would actually really like to encourage removing goals altogether. You can move in the direction in your life in a way that feels good because it gives you a sense of direction because it pushes you outside of your comfort zone, your little comfort bubble, and it shows you who you can become that's already inside of you. So it's not necessarily going out there and materializing in your physical reality in your 3D with will, gritting your teeth, that gives you a sense of purpose in a way that actually truly fulfills you. In fact, it's about peeling back the layers of what's inside of you to remember who you really are. And that, my friends, is a direction and purpose that's worth allowing yourself to feel fulfilled by. It's about the person that you're becoming that's already inside. Embodying the person, the character that you are. So I would really like for you to consider what it means to move from an antiquated goal-setting mindset to one in which you are pursuing embodying that character that is your essence. I hope that was helpful for you guys. If you have any questions, feedback, or you just want to share your personal story with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at drj at yourlifeinspired.com. That's drj at yourlifeinspired.com. If you really like this material and you want more, feel free to uh, visit me on my Patreon page. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash gsun. You can support my work there and get more of the kind of stuff that you hear on this podcast. Otherwise, I look forward to talking to you guys soon. I wish you guys all the best. Until next time.